If you're enjoying the Teas Made podcast, I would love for you to check out my blog, which is also called The Teas Made. We're doing something called the So Slow Book Club, where I'm writing about the same book all year long. And I'm writing regular essays on everything from sending kids to college to why and what I'm loving creating in the kitchen these days. When you subscribe for free, you'll get my posts in your email inbox, or you can jump in on the conversation over at my page. I also have some optional goodies for paid subscribers that you're going to want to check out too. Spring is here, and I have a long list of topics I'm planning to cover. Everything from updated skincare recommendations to some recipes for fun spring-themed beverages. Come join the conversation about connection and creativity at theteasmade.com. Hi, friend. You're listening to the Teas Made podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm Megan Francis, a writer and a midlife mom of five living in Michigan. In this podcast, we'll talk about some of my favorite things like books, creativity, outdoor adventure, and of course, warm beverages, and I'll share practices that can help you infuse your home, work, and family life with a sense of intention, comfort, and connection. The tea's made, so settle in, get comfortable, and let's chat. Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Tease Made podcast. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is books. I've been in a really prolific reading phase for the last year or so, and I've just come across some lovely titles that I'm so excited to share with you. So today, I'm basically going to be giving you a snapshot of some of the books I'm reading right now and why I'm loving them. If you want to see a written version of this list, I am going to be publishing a companion post over on Substack at meganfrancis.substack.com. And I'll have links to the books and a little description. And also I will share the covers. They are all beautiful covers. And that's part of the appeal of each of these books, I think. So that'll be up on the same day this episode drops. Okay, before I get into today's topic, I wanted to share what tea I'm drinking today. So this tea was actually given to me by my friend, Sherry Tiernan, who is a member of our community over at theteasmade.com and also is a moderator at the Tea Circle, which is my private community for women. So this tea comes from a tea maker named Cynthia Evans, who I believe is probably in the Rochester area, since that's where Sherry lives, and it's called Breakfast in ROC. I'm gonna guess that's uh, also a take on Rochester. I love this tea. It is an organic black tea, but it's got bergamot oil, lavender, and vanilla. Now, I think the bergamot technically makes it an Earl Grey. It doesn't say that on the packaging. And to me, it drinks a little more like a classic breakfast tea and not as much like a super strong Earl Grey. I know sometimes the bergamot flavor can come through really strongly in an Earl Grey, which sometimes I'm in the mood for and sometimes I'm not. I tend to be looking for that more in the afternoon, actually, than my first cup of tea in the morning. Uh, but this was my first cup of tea this morning, and I have just been drinking it ever since. So it's really, really good. I'm going to see if I can track down this artisan who blends these teas. I'm going to assume she's probably got an Etsy shop or something, or maybe it's the kind of thing where you can only find her at a farmer's market in Rochester. I'm not sure. But I will link that up if I can in the show notes for today's episode. And I'm really glad to be drinking this breakfast in ROC blend. Thank you, Sherry. You always send me the best gifts. Okay, so let's talk about books. But first, I just want to talk a little more generally about my reading habits and sort of where I am with all that right now. So you might remember that a few months ago, I did an episode where I shared some of my reading practices and how I reestablished a reading habit 
after really not reading much at all when my kids were small, I basically only read parenting books and blogs. And then even after I got back into reading, I was pretty limited in like what I was reading for several years or when I was reading. I just wasn't making a lot of time for seeking out new books. So it took some time and intention to get back to a place where I really think of myself as an avid reader, like a person who reads first and does other stuff later. Um, That's how I grew up. That's how I always was such a bookworm. And I kind of got away from it. And now I'm really back in that place and I feel great about it. I will link up that episode from a few months ago. I think it would be a great companion to this episode. So you could listen to it maybe right after you're done. But I also wanted to share that my reading habits continue to evolve. So I've been traveling a lot since I published that episode. And once upon a time when I traveled, I really only took my Kindle with me to read, which I do still take it because that's usually how I fall asleep at night is reading my Kindle in the dark. It is a great sedative. But at some point on the trip, I would often feel frustrated because I only put really specific kinds of books on my Kindle. And lately I've been traveling a lot for longer periods of time. So it's not just an overnighter or like a weekend, but I might be gone for five, six, seven days in a row. And I would really want to be able to get my hands on a physical book. So lately I have been traveling with multiple physical books and it just so happens that recently it's been hardcovers. So I actually love like spreading them all out or stacking them up next to me in my hotel or my Airbnb bed and feeling like I have a little more choice. And it feels like I'm kind of carrying my home life and my home routines around with me. So that has been a really fun change. Um, Another thing I wanted to share that I've been doing a little differently is I've really been making a point to seek out bookstores in towns I'm visiting. And that has been such a pleasure. I think being part owner of a bookstore now has just oriented me toward noticing other indie bookstores and seeing how they lay things out, what they stock and all of that. And also, I just like supporting them. So you might think I only buy books from our bookstore, but no, I buy books from a lot of bookstores and I will happily go into a Barnes and Noble from time to time. So it's not like I'm against the bigger store experience, but I also know now how important every single sale is to an indie store. And I've been making a point to really spread that love around. Okay, so speaking of supporting independent bookstores, one more thing I wanted to mention that going forward, I am making a commitment to be more diligent about seeking out bookshop.org links for any books I might share online. Bookshop.org is basically an online marketplace for books and it gives back to indie bookstores. So if you're an independent bookstore, it can be really cost and time prohibitive to handle your own online sales. There's just a lot of work and cost that goes into that. So this option gives shoppers who can't make it into a store an easy way to shop indie. So you can either shop a specific store that's already set up through bookshop.org, like my family bookstore, Paper Mill Books, or you can just shop at the bookshop.org website and then the profits end up getting donated back to all the independent bookstores that partner with them. So I want to be clear that when we shop this way, we have to adjust our expectations a little bit. And it doesn't matter whether you're shopping online or in person. If you're shopping an independent store, you're probably going to be paying full retail price. Although lots of indie stores do offer special rotating discounts, you're not going to get the kind of price slashing that happens like on Amazon. And you're probably going to pay for shipping. I feel like free shipping has started to seem almost like a basic human right or something. But everything has a cost. And anytime a big store like, again, Amazon says shipping is free, 
you can bet that cost is being recouped somewhere else, probably in their overall business model, which I'm not a huge fan of, even though I am a fan of free shipping. I will admit it, I am just as guilty as anyone of jumping to the easiest or cheapest solution. Sometimes that means I just grab an Amazon link because I feel like that's where everyone's shopping anyway. But I'm realizing that's just reinforcing what I think is a real problem where we want things faster, easier, and cheaper. And then these big companies are all like killing the small companies to deliver faster, easier, cheaper. So from now on, I'm going to do my best to pull bookshop.org links. And I would encourage you to take a moment, maybe pour a cup of tea, cuddle up under a cozy blanket, and create an account on bookshop.org, enter your credit card information, and all of that. So in the future, when you have that impulse to shop for a book, you can do it there just as easily as you could on Amazon. Of course, my first recommendation would always be to go to your local bookstore, but I know that's not always possible. Not everyone has a local bookstore, but this way you can support lots of bookstores all at the same time. Okay, friends, you have already heard me talk about my new Uptown Loafers from our sponsor, Vionic. I love these versatile, classic, and comfy slip-on shoes, and the Uptown Loafer is part of the Vionic Vitals collection, which is what I want to tell you about today. Vionic Vitals contains some of Vionic's most versatile daily styles. So if you've been curious about Vionic but are overwhelmed by all the choices, start with the Vitals collection first. The Willow Flat was my very first Vionic style, and I have been in love with it for years. I'm also eyeballing the Chardonnay Heeled Sandal for summer date nights. Like all of Vionic's footwear, the shoes in the Vionic Vitals line are super comfortable, stable, and supportive with Vionic's exclusive Viomotion technology. Go to vionicshoes.com vitals to find the Vitals collection and use the code TEASEMADE at checkout for 15% off your entire order plus free shipping when you log into your account. That code is good for a one-time use only, so be sure to make the most of it. That's TEASEMADE, T-E-A-S-M-A-D-E for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com. Okay, so let's talk about the first book I'm reading right now. And I'm going to lead with the book we're reading for my So Slow book club over on Substack at meganfrancis.substack.com. That's Megan with two A's, by the way. The book is called The Comfort of Crows, and it's by author Margaret Renkel, who's a well-known nature writer. And she basically shares little vignettes and stories and observations about what's happening in her backyard throughout the year. Now, this book is broken up into short week-by-week chapters, and I am really sticking to that in the way I'm reading it and in the way we're discussing it in the book club. And I'm loving that reading it that way kind of helps me slow down and watch the slow unfolding of those seasonal changes. We're at the very beginning of February right now, and it already feels like a very different world outside than it did when we started the book in December, which I think is really cool. And we've been using the essays as jumping off points to discuss things like the difference between humans interacting with nature and interfering with nature, or even the environmental cost of mowing our lawns. Um, These are all things that this book kind of brings to light. And over in the book club, we've been doing things like sharing photos of our birds at the bird feeder and things like that, which has been really fun. I have been loving the book club experience and I'm loving the book. Oh, and I want to mention it also has these gorgeous illustrations on like every other page. It is a delight to look at and also a delight to read. I've really been enjoying making this book part of my weekly rhythm. 
And it's also not too late to jump into the book club. It's going all year long. So you can find it over at my Substack. Again, that's meganfrancis.substack.com. This week's actually a great time to jump in because this week, everything I post about the book will be available for free. So it's a great time to jump in. And again, that book is The Comfort of Crows by Margaret Rinkle. Okay, another book I'm reading is called The Waters, and it's by Michigan author Bonnie Jo Campbell. This book is really blowing up right now. I think it released a little over a week ago and is already getting a lot of attention. Deservedly so. It is a story about mothers and daughters. It's set in rural Michigan, one of my favorite things. And it's got aspects of nature and herbalism and family relationships and folklore and fairy tales and some magical realism. I was first introduced to Bonnie Jo's work through Once Upon a River, which was her last novel. I read that last year and loved it and then was so excited to see this book come out. It is a slower read and I'm purposely taking it slow. I'm really only getting in about a chapter a day and I'm doing that very intentionally because there's just a lot of detail you don't want to miss in this book. It helps that the cover is also gorgeous, like just opening it and reading it is such a fantastic sensory experience. So I'm really enjoying it. And I had the pleasure of meeting Bonnie Jo Campbell when she was in town earlier this week for a book signing. She is so fun and smart, and I am excited to be practically her neighbor. She lives about an hour away from me. So again, that book is The Waters by Bonnie Jo Campbell. I will link it in the show notes. Highly recommend. Okay, the third book I'm reading right now is something I picked up used last summer, and I knew it wasn't the right time for it, but I tucked it away knowing that I would eventually really want to dive in. So the book is called Winterlust, Finding Beauty in the Fiercest Season by an author named Bernd Brunner. And it's basically a love letter to winter. It's all the things people who live in cold climates do to embrace the snow and ice and bitter temperatures. Um, the genre is kind of hard to nail down. It's definitely narrative nonfiction. I would say it's sort of part exploration of different cold weather societies, but also an exploration or a meditation on what it means to live in and embrace winter. A little bit reminiscent of Wintering by Catherine May, which I read last winter and really loved. This also isn't a quick read. It's not even necessarily something you would read all at once, I don't think. I've just sort of been dipping in and out of it when I felt like, I don't know, I could use a little boost of inspiration to get out into the weather or when there's snow on the ground outside and I'm feeling really cozy and I want to cuddle up with something lovely to read. And right now it's been sitting untouched for days because there's no snow on the ground and I'm just not in the mood. As you know, this winter has been so weird. Here in Michigan, it took forever to get going. And then we had some really extreme low temperatures. A couple of weeks ago, my area got totally dumped on with snow. But now it's back in the 40s again, and it looks like early spring outside. So who knows? There has been a lot of murmuring this year about how climate change is affecting our winters and kind of reflecting on what it would be like to live in a world without snow, which I have to say it's a very sad thing for me to contemplate. Perhaps you feel differently, but for this year, I know the winter weather isn't done with us yet. And sometimes when winter takes a long time to get off the ground, that's the year we actually have the craziest weather late in the season, like March or even April. So I am keeping this book close at hand for when that next snowfall strikes. And again, that's Winterlust by Burned Brunner. All right, and my last book to share today was a total impulse purchase. It's called To Stand and Stare, How to Garden While Doing Next to Nothing by Andrew Timothy O'Brien. I bought this book at Horizon Books in Traverse City when I was up there for work last week, and I was browsing the nature section, 
and they have a great nature section. So I was having a really hard time choosing, uh, but then this cover jumped out at me and I am loving this so far. It is a perfect read for this time of year because so many of us are kind of looking forward to the spring, whether we plan to garden or just think about gardens or wish we were gardening or watch wildflowers grow, whatever it is, we're, we're all looking forward at this point. And I think this book is going to be the perfect companion to being in that state of mind. I'm just a few chapters in, and so far, it's definitely not reading like a how to garden manual. It's more a narrative about life in a garden and introspection about humans and our relationships to nature, especially the nature we're trying to tame for our own purposes via a garden. I believe the author also has a garden podcast and he's a garden coach. So he's like, he knows this stuff, but he's not trying to turn you into a master gardener. I think it's really more of a mindful way to look at gardening. Also, the book actually opens in the winter. And so in that first chapter, the author is really writing about the kinds of relationships we can have with our gardens or even just outdoor spaces year round. So including in the winter when things are kind of quiet and dormant. I am loving this book so far, like I said, and I think it's going to be at my side for the months leading up to summer this year because I find that I often have great intentions about starting a garden, but then I get really overwhelmed by all the things I feel like I need to do. And then I just don't do anything. And I think that this book is going to help me get past some of that overwhelm and perfectionism and find some kind of middle ground for what it might look like for me to have a garden this year. So I'm hoping it will be a source of quiet inspiration to others and me in these months. And again, that book is called To Stand and Stare by Andrew Timothy O'Brien. Okay, friends, that's all for the list of books I'm reading right now. I also wanted to share that it just so happens I have all four of these books in hardcover. So when I was traveling last week, I was literally toting them with me the whole time. I had to sort of stack them carefully in my computer backpack and then put my computer in the sleeve so that it wouldn't ding up the books. And yes, my backpack was a little heavier than usual, but I loved having them as my friends that I was carrying around with me. And there were a few times I'd be sitting in a coffee shop and was so happy just to be able to reach in and pull one out. So traveling with all of my best book buddies might just be a new lifestyle choice for me. I wanted to remind you to check out the So Slow Book Club on Substack, as well as the companion post I will be doing about each of these books I shared today, also on my Substack. And you can find that at meganfrancis.substack.com. That's all for this episode of The Teas Made. You can find links to the products and other things we talked about today in the show notes for this episode. You can find that by scrolling down below the episode in your podcast app, or you can go to theteasmade.com and find all the episodes plus resources, links to my favorite teas and books and other products, and so much more. I share new episodes every Thursday, so please follow or subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And while you're in your podcast app, I would love if you'd leave a rating or review. It really helps me out so much. Okay, friends, that's all for now. I will talk to you again very soon. If you're enjoying the Teas Made podcast, I would love for you to check out my blog, which is also called The Teas Made. We're doing something called the So Slow Book Club, where I'm writing about the same book all year long, and I'm writing regular essays on everything from sending kids to college to why and what I'm loving creating in the kitchen these days. When you subscribe for free, you'll get my posts in your email inbox, or you can jump in on the conversation over at my page. I also have some optional goodies for paid subscribers that you're going to want to check out too. 
Spring is here, and I have a long list of topics I'm planning to cover. Everything from updated skincare recommendations to some recipes for fun spring-themed beverages. Come join the conversation about connection and creativity at theteasmade.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.